0: Hey, y'all, it's Christina Royster, host of the Young, Black, and Opinionated podcast. Before I get to it, I want to make sure I say subscribe, share, rate, and review the podcast, okay? This is season three, and I am so happy to be back. I'm joined by my special guest, Joshua Warner.
1: Hey, everyone.
0: (laughs) And Josh has been on the podcast before. You know him, you love him. He's also my man. That's right. Okay, so on today's episode we're gonna do put y'all on and we're basically just gonna do a recap of January 2019 because I haven't done an episode since December (laughs) sorry for the hiatus but it was the holidays you know I had to get back in the groove of things and we're gonna basically talk about everything from R. Kelly to the government shutdown everything that you need to know about pop culture news is right here so stay tuned Like I said, this is season three, episode one. If you haven't listened to the other episodes of YVO, that's okay. You can go binge listen to them. Uh, Listen to the podcast on the toilet, on the train, in the shower, wherever you want.
1: I do all three. Okay.
0: Um, so on today's put y'all on where I share my favorite things of the week, I'm going to put y'all on to no losses. This is a clothing brand by a friend of the show. Actually, Jesus Ruiz. He also goes by Zeus. He also goes by Manny has many different names, but Zeus is starting this clothing line. Actually, it already launched. It's called No Losses. And you guys can find them on Instagram. Make sure you guys support this, um, you know, small business. But really what I wanted to share is that the brand is just more than slapping a logo on a T-shirt. I really hate when people do that. I've told Josh. I hate when people just say, like, oh, I'm going to start a clothing line. And Mm -hmm. they think they're going to get rich quick on Instagram. He really put his passion behind this. He really put thought behind this. He's putting a lot of money behind this. And I really want you guys to support my friend. And this is what he has to say about his brand. No losses is more than a brand, but rather a culmination of Zeus's vision. The brand represents an end to taking L's. Our chain symbolizes injustice and oppression by those who enforce the laws, Mm. while Zeus, the Greek god, sits in the middle to represent law, order, and justice. Our brand creates culturally conscious stylish streetwear that also is a constant reminder in 2019 and beyond that we ain't taking no losses. So make sure you guys go check them out. Shop now. Um, You know, I definitely wouldn't recommend, I would not recommend anything to you guys that is not top quality because I could tell stories about how I've worked with some people who were like, oh, can you just make me a logo for a shirt? (laughs) And it was a disaster. Every
1: time. Okay, so what about you, Josh? What's your put y'all on? Yeah, so my put y'all on is actually a TV show. I wish I had something as deep and meaningful as that over there. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie, I'm a pretty basic individual. You're I'll... not basic. Anywho. <laughs> so ever since I found out that with a Spotify login, you're able to have a free Showtime account, I've been binge-watching this show uh, House of Lies. I should say binge-watched because I just finished the last episode a couple of days ago. Five Seasons. Uh, it's basically... Five a, Seasons? Five Seasons. Jeez. It's, it's a pretty quick. I mean, on that train ride, whenever... Since you were on SIA, decided something I needed to do. Oh, see? Yes. So it was like that train ride was mad <laughs> lonely. So I needed 30 minutes of my time. This was there for me. So, basically give a quick rundown of it. It has starring Don Cheadle and Kristen Bell. They're basically consultants, and they kind of make fun of the idea of exactly that consultants don't have a definition for their job. They basically go into businesses... Ouch. Ouch. I mean... What if there's consultants listening? Well, I'm sorry. When I say consultants, (laughs) I mean, like, they're like financial advisor consultants, so they basically... You don't know what they do. Yeah, you don't know what they do, because they basically roll into every company that they see, and they're like, oh, yeah, we throw some numbers together, we give some projections, and we're like, oh, yeah, if you do X Y Z streamline this. Fire these people. Hire the these buzzwords. people. The buzzwords. The <laughs> major buzzwords. They go and enable to profit your business. You know, tenfold. When honest to goodness, if you were doing what you were doing, you would have get in it yourself. But it's all about the scam. It's all about the hustle. <laughs> so they really make fun of that idea as well as uh, kind of just the uh, theatrics that they get into in order to have their business thriving. It does. It's just hilarious. Honest to goodness, it goes everywhere. So yes, that is definitely my number one. Okay. Cool. Cool.
0: All right. Well, on today's episode, like I said, we're just gonna recap. Uh, 2018. No, sorry. We're recap. I forgot what year it is. Look, we are recap. We're recapping January 2019 there for y'all because there's been a lot going on in pop culture, and everything don't need its own episode. I'm just putting it all together for once. And um, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Me and Josh tried to record this episode before, <laughs> and it didn't work out. So we are pretty knowledgeable on these topics at this point.
1: Second time around. Yes, baby. let's
0: just try it again. And yeah, we've baby. had some wine. So this is a boozy podcast. I don't care. Um, Let's see here. Number one on the list is R. Kelly. So I definitely wanted to talk about this as soon as it came out, but I just saved it for the podcast. In short, I am Team Mute R. Kelly. And let me tell you why. Um, growing up, I was telling Josh that I really was raised kind of sheltered, so I didn't listen to secular music, we called it. Not that I had, like, a boring childhood, like, going to church every day. The world. But (laughs) we didn't listen to worldly music. Mm. So, and not to mention, I was born in 95, I really didn't know R. Kelly in his prime, you Mm. know? So, I know a lot of people are attached to his music, but the only music I know is, like, I Believe I Can Fly, Step in the Name Mm -hmm. of Love. That's right. Ignition remix. Classics.
1: Trapped in the closet.
0: But when people are like, oh my God, I can't stop listening to R. Kelly. It's not that hard for me to cancel him. So R. Kelly was the main feature in this docuseries on Lifetime called Surviving R. Kelly, where they interviewed basically the survivors of his sex cult, which I had no idea was going on. I mean, like you said, Josh, we... We were all pretty aware of the P sex tape, but we didn't know how far this went. And I think the key takeaway for me was that black girls are not really believed as much as they should be. That was
1: definitely prevalent in the documentary. Yeah,
0: I think that when a white person cries rape, everybody is by their side supporting them. But You're when a white more so to yeah believe them. When a black girl cries rape, it's like, mm, she was just being a little hoe. She was being fast. And I just can't believe that all of this happened basically right in front of us. Mm -hmm. Like, there were people, and I don't want to blame the parents, but you knew he had all this rumors and gossip going on around him. But they were like, oh, I'm going to still let my daughter work with him because he can make her famous. Like, stop clout chasing, because it's going to get you in trouble, as we can see to this day. To this day, twenty nineteen. Some this of those day. to this day. Okay. Not to make fun, but
1: <laughs> Wish we had that
0: to hour. this day in twenty nineteen. <laughs> some of the parents on that documentary have not seen their daughters because they're still. I don't want to say held hostage because everybody is grown now and they are there on their own free will, but they're all still brainwashed by R. Kelly to this day. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know your thoughts about the docu series because. I mean, I'm sure you don't normally watch stuff like this, but I feel like I'm always telling you about a documentary and like you were excited to watch it because it just shed so much light on things we didn't know.
1: Yeah, for sure. I would say the biggest takeaway that I had from it was the fact, similar like to what you were saying, I feel like you're going to hear us say like I was telling Christina, like I was telling Josh a lot because <laughs> once again, we it's already our talked second about time this. around, but Christina said it right. I was born in 94. I knew R. Kelly because I had to sing I Believe I Can Fly at Graduation. That was the only reason I knew him. Oh, kindergarten gradu- Yeah. Uh, Aww, I got, everybody sang that. I want to say it was kindergarten. It might have been first that grade. sucks. But it was there. I mean, listen, I didn't know who sang it. I just thought it was a slamming hit. <laughs> and I knew about the P thing, but I thought it possibly was a rumor. I didn't know if it was real. I was like, why would he be celebrating somebody that did something yeah, like I mean, this? We so it couldn't have the, been real. We weren't
0: watching the sex tape. Yeah,
1: I didn't even see it. So I was just kind of like, ah, this probably didn't happen because I feel like it should have been a bigger deal. And then, interestingly enough, about a couple weeks before the documentary came out, I had saw online uh, the reveal of his sex cult that he was currently having now. So I read up all on that. So I didn't think that the documentary was going to expose anything new for me because I knew about the uh, the P video, which I thought happened once. I knew about the sex cult. So I was like, all right, so this is a one-two-off time pervert that's doing something. Watching this documentary blew my mind, just the yeah. system that he had running, basically. Not to
0: cut you off, but what you said about I really just thought he had like a couple incidences mm-hmm. like with Aliyah and like that girl in the video. Right. I didn't know he had a whole camp of girls. Exactly. <laughs> so um I mean who else is to blame? We could talk about his people who went and scouted girls at malls for him. Exactly. We could talk about people who hid his secrets for him. That
1: was annoying all in of the documentary. Them, all all them. of them are to blame. You can see them slowly start to distance themselves like, yeah, I had no idea that he was doing this. That. I mean, I knew he liked girls. I didn't know what was going on. Listen, you just did what R. Kelly said. If he wanted this, you know, you, you know, you just spot out a few and then you say, hey, he wants to talk to you. But it was just, it was honestly, it was kind of revolting. There were definitely moments where it was kind of hard to watch because it was kind of like, I can't believe the parents that was my yeah. that, the parents because there were moments where it was kind of like yo you haven't seen your kid for like a week you think oh, it's he's cool R. Kelly? It's yeah fine. like you think it's cool that your 13 year old or 14 year old is over there for a week that makes no sense to me
0: and people are always like okay if he was treating you bad you could have just left but like i said i really think that's that stockholm syndrome where you are really just brainwashed by your abuser so much that you you never been loved really, so you think that is love.
1: And he he did it well. I mean, yeah. when it talked about the fact that he was uh, very militant and how he had them only go certain places, they couldn't leave the house, and they can't couldn't talk, be, can't, can't
0: leave for food, can't like, talk to
1: other people, can't talk to each other. I mean, honestly, yeah. That girl
0: said her and her friend were in the same house and they never spoke. Mm -hmm. Like, that just is too too much for me. And
1: mind you, the thing that was shocking to me was the fact that he was also doing all this while he was... Married to Aaliyah while he was had the marriage to the other woman, and 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 and, uh, she was saying what I had no idea, and I mean I can low-key sort of I mean believe her because of the fact that he was like yeah I'd never seen this girl before I saw them in passing but it was always on tour so I thought that he was one of the dancers like he really had everything on lock like that
0: mess and for him never to be indicted so that brings me to how Taraji Henson made a tweet like, oh, how come we're coming so hard for R. Kelly and Bill Cosby but not Harvey Weinstein? And I just feel like she put her foot in her mouth with that one Mm -hmm. because, I mean, yes, we're coming hard at R. Kelly because he's a pedophile. I don't care if you're black or white. It doesn't matter. If you're a rapist, that's a problem for me. So anybody who is in that realm is canceled, period. It's not that, oh, we're coming harder for R. Kelly than we're coming for Harvey Weinstein. Like,
1: yeah, there were a few issues up with that one I felt like, uh, like I said, I felt like the issue with that was that she was a little bit misinformed with where people were coming from in terms of why they were coming so hard for R. Kelly or coming so hard for Bill Cosby as opposed to Weinstein because the outrage for Weinstein was out there and he had already been indicted so it was not a matter of if he was going to jail it was a matter of how many things was he going to be charged for and how many years he was going to have to serve so not to say that there's no point to continue the outrage but the outrage is definitely going to be lessened when you've already sort have indicted the person
0: yeah the point is that harvey weinstein has had his day in court r kelly has never been charged with um you know rape or a sex cult he only went to jail for child pornography Mm -hmm, he didn't even go to jail he went to court and he he um was not convicted so and then for people to still be supporting him listen to his music that really has to say something about you and i know we've talked on the podcast before about can we separate the artist from the artistry but i feel like in this instance i can't and i know that i still support chris brown despite his wrongdoings Mm -hmm. but this is just one thing i don't know i feel like a bad person for saying that but i cannot overlook this r kelly
1: i don't i don't judge people for that because i mean i know for me personally i try my best to separate the art from the artist i know that with r kelly it's going to be a little, it's going to be way more difficult to do so just because of the fact that the thing he is known for is more sex music, more so intimate music. So and if that's you're, the weirdest part about it. And that's the weirdest it, part like, about it. because he It's really like, really singing about? Yeah, so you can't really be enjoying it if you know what the basis of the music is for. So that, I mean, yeah, it's a little bit more easy to judge somebody for still enjoying that music and enjoying him. But for other people, I try more so to be like, I can like what you do and not like you.
0: I will say that they did discuss how R. Kelly was molested as a child, and that doesn't excuse anything that he's done. Yeah. But I feel like from all the episodes of Law and Order I've watched, if you were molested, you probably turn into a molester. I'm sorry uh, you to have say, some sort of issue. Yeah, yeah, you definitely have issues with that. So um, I'm just gonna pray for those victims, and I really hope that we don't stop this conversation because at the end of the day, the main takeaway for me was black girls matter. And we need to really protect young black girls. Stop making comments about how fast they develop and how how ma- mature they are, how they're getting thick. Just stop. Just stop bringing attention to all that. Stop sexualizing young girls. It's weird. Okay, next on the list for January 2019, I wanted to talk about the Fire Fest documentaries. Fire. Dun dun dun. So. I had no idea that this even occurred. I guess I lived under a rock in 2017. Boulders. I guess, I don't know what I was going through, but I was not paying attention to this. But this was the most hilarious yet tragic thing I've ever witnessed. Well stated. I watched both documentaries on Hulu and Netflix. Hulu's better? I personally like the Netflix one better, but you guys watch them and figure it out for yourself. All I can say is Billy McFarlane was a genius, but at the same time, he was an idiot. Okay. So if you don't know the story, basically this, um, young white tech entrepreneur, he had his own startup that was doing kind of well. Then he partnered up with Ja Rule of all people. And he was like, you know what? I want to throw the biggest, most luxurious music festival ever. That's great and all, but a music festival usually takes about a year to put on. And he only gave him and his team like four months. So did they pull it off? No. They promised people beachfront villas in the Bahamas, Blink-182, Kanye West, sushi. They promised all this stuff. And when people paid thousands of dollars for the tickets, they arrived to the Bahamas, and it was not what they expected at all. They were in FEMA tents with wet mattresses and cheese sandwiches. And the whole thing was a complete bust. So my question to you, Josh, is do you think that he knew all along he was scamming these people? Or do you honestly think in his heart that he really did want to put on a festival, it just didn't work out?
1: I think that Billy has uh, a disease of sorts. I don't think that he
0: was... <laughs> I mean, that's the I best way... I think he's narcissistic. I,
1: yeah, And that falls under that category. I think that if even if you look at... You talked about the other business that he had. What was it, Magnesis? Yeah. Before that, even that was, in its essence, a scam because he was... He what were they paying
0: for? Basically, with his first business, Magnesis...
1: It was a black card. Yeah, it was
0: basically like, here's a debit card that's already connected to your mm-hmm. bank account that you already own, but it's just sleek and cool, and, and it locked like rewards. And yeah, for, it'll like, get you things. into exclusive parties and stuff, which you did not. I mean, having an elite social group in New York City is exciting, but the only thing he really came through with was like the little events that he had in his townhouse. Mm-hmm. He should have just stayed in his lane because he went way too. Big. Yeah, he went way too big with the whole music festival thing, and this whole documentary and this whole story of Billy McFarland and Firefest just goes to the whole social media thing. How millennials are so invested in social media, what influencers have to say, what um you know, uh, fear of missing out, FOMO, and I just feel like. I feel bad for the people that lost their money, but at the same time, I don't. Because how could you ever pay this much money for something that you really didn't have that much information about? Mm-hmm. When my friends are like, hey, let's all go to Miami. I'm like, okay, what flight, what flight number, what day, How? what's the price? Um, how many ratings does this have? I'm not sitting here like, oh, um, hey, FireFest, it's three days away and I don't have my flight information yet. And then getting your comments deleted off Instagram. They were doing some shady sh- Everybody was to blame, not just Billy. I'm sorry but people who bought tickets to Firefest, Fest, you're dummies. People who still supported Billy trying to put this festival on, you're dummies. I mean, I do feel kind of bad though because in the Netflix documentary they showed, like that guy with the ponytail, he was like I knew this festival wasn't going to work, but if I didn't try to at least help, I was not going to get paid. That was the thing. His the workers, I felt bad. This.
1: I mean, you can say who you felt bad for most in the uh, in The, the man documentary. who almost sucked
0: dick for water.
1: i mean he was a dedicated soldier that's what he was i mean listen i just say that in order for me i would certainly say it's the island natives one and then i would say it's the workers there because for the workers especially their pay was tied to the event taking off so once they invested you know three-fourths of their time money and effort into this thing going off it's like well we better try to do something and try to get some money for this because if we just drop it and do it now everything's a loss so he really kind of had them handcuffed in terms of uh anything if if he kept on giving a green light for go let's do this let's try this they kind of had to go ahead for it you know
0: i mean i personally so like a lot of people had problems with the um social media agency that helped them with their promoting if i personally worked at the agency i wouldn't feel comfortable promoting something that i knew wasn't going to fall through but at the same time, isn't that, ki- isn't that kind of what advertising is, though? Like, not to throw anybody under the bus, but I work in advertising, mm-hmm. and we Photoshop food and stuff all the time. Shh. That's not real. Industry secrets. But, I know, that's not real, but, like, we're trying to make you believe it's real. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, Billy really did hope that he was going to have a beachside party with models there. But when he knew that that wasn't going to happen, he should have stopped posting those pictures. So, who's really at fault? Like, you think the advertising is at fault? I, I mean, in advertising, I, it's always been uh, the question of, is mor- it right or wrong? Morals,
1: ethics. I don't think, I don't fault the advertisers for doing what it is that they're supposed to do. You're supposed to sell a pipe dream. We're supposed to get people to invest money. Whether you know the thing is going to fall through or not. I blame, the thing I blame Billy for was not paying the people that he had you know, that he had hired to work and whether it was on the island to actually construct these uh, mini villas they were trying to make on the spot or the tents or the food or the bar, the money, like anything that they were using of the island resources, they did not pay them. So I blame him for that. But in terms of the promotion and the advertisement for it, I don't really think that's a blame thing.
0: Yeah, I feel like um, the people that lost the most were the people of the Bahamas, especially that lady who had the restaurant because... I say this all the time, like Americans, we love to vacation in countries that we know nothing about. We go over there and we basically ruin everything, run amok and then leave them with the mess to clean up. And at the end of the day, that might be a vacation for us, but that's somebody's everyday life. Like now you just came and ruined their Island Mm -hmm. and left them broke. And luckily some people had to go fund me and raise some money for the ladies. So I'm glad that happened. But I mean, they say all the time, you know, if you go on vacation to Jamaica, don't leave the resort because it's a bad area. It's a bad neighborhood. They might rob you, whatever. So maybe we need to stop going on their property. Well, I'm, yeah. We'll I'm not going to say that because I've been saving for vacation. Exactly. I was about so. to say. Watch but yourself, we there. just need to be more respectful of other people's time and money. Mm-hmm. And Billy McFarlane is now serving jail time for being a fraud. So he got what he deserves. Mm-hmm. Karma always comes back, always, baby. All right, moving on, I wanted to talk about the government shutdown because, um, you know, we don't like to give too much more time to Trump, but it's an important topic to discuss because this is real life, you know? Basically, Trump is playing playing a game. He, I really think he thinks this is a game, but for people who can't get their food stamps, can't get their WIC, and I know everybody's making fun of them, like, oh, boo-hoo, you can't get your food stamps for a month. But that's really somebody's livelihood. And this is the longest government shutdown in history. It lasted 35 days. Right now, the government is back on until February 15th. So let's just hope that things work out. But a lot of people say that the government shutdown is about Trump not getting the funding for his wall. And I really thought that he wanted this wall so badly because He made a promise to the people who voted for him. And it's like, if he doesn't fulfill that, then he's a failure. No
1: chance of being reelected, stuff like that. Yeah.
0: So what do you think about the shutdown? That
1: was definitely my uh, initial thoughts about it. I felt that it was just a thing of he promised that. That was the major speaking point going into the election. And if you actually look back and say what were the major pillars of what he uh, was speaking on, what has he actually done of it? And uh, so I think that there was a serious hint of desperation, especially this. I think you said it very well when you said playing games, how this is a game. It's very easy to make this a game when you're not the one that's affected by it, when you're just kind of moving pawns and, and whatnot. You
0: exactly. Know? And I found it very ironic because I was watching the news. And if this is all about him building the border at, between the U.S. and Mexico some of the guys who were working at the border were not getting paid because they're government workers. Mm -hmm. So talk about an oxymoron where it's affecting the people who are protecting your precious border. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, luckily my dad works for the government and he wasn't affected by the government shutdown. But I don't know what I would do if I didn't get paid for a month. And it's easy to say, oh, just stop going to work. But it's kind of like they held that over their heads. Like, if you don't come to work, you're just going to get fired. So imagine being forced to work at a job you're not getting paid for and they're talking about, "Oh, you'll get the back the backlog. We'll we'll get you your money." Okay, but I have bills now, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know about you, but sometimes I have to work paycheck to paycheck, live paycheck to paycheck. So for people not to get paid, I think it really opened everybody's eyes like, "Oh, this is the guy that we voted for. He really has no heart." <laughs> so, um did you have anything else to say about the shutdown?
1: Uh, no, not really. My, I was just, the comment that i made before was just that it was interesting, you know, the, for the first week, how it was kind of like, oh, it was a joke, hey, we get to have off for a week, yada, yada, la da da and then it hits the second week, and then you're just kind of like, okay, uh, I hope this is progressing. What are we looking like? Then you actually start reading the news to know what this shutdown is for, and you're like, oh, and then once it started hitting the 20s, then you're kind of like, all right, this is getting yeah, ridiculous. Yeah,
0: once it went a little bit longer, I was like, oh, okay, because mm-hmm. I know there's been a government shutdown before, mm-hmm. but it lasted like a day, and then he's talking about calling. Uh, um, what do you call it? State of emergency.
1: Yes, that's like the final come throats. on, yeah. give
0: it a rest, buddy. I'm sorry. And some people are saying that maybe all this wall talk is because he has business plans with contractors, and he's trying to work it out with them, and that's why it's not working out. It's just a bunch of stuff. And I listened to the podcast Trump Inc. a couple months ago, and they talked about basically how. He said that his business would not be mixed with his presidency, but here we are. It really is being mixed, so, like, what happened to that? Mm -hmm. But let's not give him any more of our time. I just wanted to discuss that because it's happening in the world, and I'm really a firm believer that, like, yeah, you can follow the shade room and follow what the Migos and Cardi B and everybody are doing all day long, but if we don't pay attention to our government and what's happening...
1: What actually affects us. yeah, Yeah! You
0: think these celebrities give a shit about us? Well, Trump don't either, but the point is he about to mess with y'all checks mm-hmm. you better care about that okay so next on the list i wanted to talk about um justice for jussie so jussie smollett is um what's his character's name empire i can't even remember dang this is rough um dang
1: jo- jamal is it jamal
0: i think it is it is ma. <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> Andre, Jamal, and Hakeem? Yep. Okay, there we go. Empire. I haven't watched Empire in a while, y'all. I'm not gonna lie. But I still support anything black. I still support them. <laughs> Look, let's be honest. Alright there, Issa. And so um, Jesse Smollett plays Jamal on Empire and he was attacked in what they're calling a hate crime in Chicago. This just happened the past week so um, by the time this episode airs on February 6th, it may be like two weeks but the point is that my key takeaway from this situation was that it does not matter if you're a celebrity, it does not matter your name, it does not matter who you are. If you are black and In the LGBTQ community, you're a target still to this day. They said that the um, people who attacked him apparently screamed, this is MAGA country or MAGA, whichever you say. I'm a MAGA person.
1: I believe it is pronounced MAGA.
0: MAGA, MAGA. Let me know your thoughts in the comments.
1: How Make America
0: great again. Is it MAGA or MAGA? How
1: are they going to pronounce that on the comment?
0: I don't know. Say like MAGA. I don't know. Look, okay. (laughs) If you pronounce it like Christina MAGA, Then comment. And if you pronounce it like... Team Josh. MAGA. Whatever. Isn't that a type of anime? MAGA? MAGA? It is. It definitely is. Whatever. This is about Jesse. I just totally got off track. Sorry. So, my point is, being black already puts a target on you in America. So then for you to be black and homosexual, there's a lot of people out there who do not like you. And I just can't believe this is still happening but um, didn't you have something to say, Josh, about being a, a heterosexual ally?
1: I was saying that, yeah, as I was reading the comments under the articles, whether it was on actual news articles or on under Twitter, uh, there, was a, there also seemed to be kind of an outcry for straight black males to show support. Because too often, as you were saying, this affects all of us. If you're a minority, you only have to keep it to just black people. If you're a minority, period, regardless of what your sexual orientation is, you're looked at and treated the exact same. So it's a thing of, and it was just kind of an outcry saying that straight black men aren't as uh, vocal about these things. You know, straight black women, they might be, they would be considered more vocal. Obviously, if you're part of the LGBTQ community, you're going to be more vocal about it. But they were just, there was a calling out of straight black men. So I was just, I just found that to be I interesting I think we do need to call it. them
0: out because I feel like, like you said, being black is hard, but being a straight man, it still gives you a slight advantage, you know? So why not use that advantage to be a voice for the disenfranchised? What was
1: that thing that, um, who's the, who's the guy we were talking about? Oh my goodness. Uh, Terry Crews, how he, he, on Twitter, he like, he, he quoted some quote, he retweeted some quote saying, uh, straight black men are the white men of are the white men of I, you know, I was trying to say that they are the highest of the minority yeah, co- community. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It was the thing. I was, didn't see that. No, one. no. But he was just saying basically that, like, straight black men are the white men of community.
0: Yeah. Well, I've so. always said, like, if society was kind of a ladder, obviously white men have been placed at the top, then white women, then black men, then black women, mm-hmm. and probably after that, homosexuals and bisexuals. And you know, you know how we are at YBO. I don't care what you are. As long as you treat me with respect, I'm going to treat you with respect. But I feel like we need to put it into this because people are feeling so emboldened that they can just beat you up in the middle of the street. And, you know, there aren't that many facts about the case that, so far. They only had, like, two. <coughs> I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> they only had, like, one... Um, video or a photo of the two of people the who two might people. be the yeah. suspects and they
1: have the video of him walking around the area which he was uh assaulted so it was, it's but it's not exactly clear of the video where he was assaulted himself so
0: some people are like oh he probably made this up he's probably lying just like the people who went on r kelly's documentary why would you lie about something like this i i don't want to believe that victims are lying. i want to believe all the victims until proven guilty because i just don't understand why anybody would put themselves through all this to lie you think he has to lie he's already rich and famous exactly the the one girl went on the r kelly documentary and publicly stated r kelly gave her herpes you think she wants to know people she has the burn you think she you think she wants people to know that so come on just just believe victims and we're hoping for a speedy recovery jesse um I'm not gonna watch Empire though. This doesn't make me. I mean, that's the only reason I he heard they had lying. to stop
1: production. So, I mean, because you know what? Here's my issue. Are you Empire. joking? No, they had to, oh, they had to pause. They had to pause. They're gonna come back, but I heard there was a pause. The issue I have with Empire was all these breaks. They would randomly be like, Season 2, Episode 7, we're taking a break. What? Like, yeah, why are you they doing this? A lot I'm just breaks. like randomly going off for two, three months. Last I remember, the baby got taken back by the Rich White family.
0: Look, I stopped watching like Season 2, so I don't even remember. Once Rhonda became a ghost, I was like, I cannot watch this anymore. Yeah. It's just too weird. Which is a shame because if we're talking about Empire, like, the first season blew everybody's mind. Mm-hmm. We were all so ecstatic. Every black person wanted to hop on board, and now it's just become corny to me. Yeah. If you want to watch a cool show, watch Black Monday on Showtime. It's got Don Cheadle, who is in House of Lies, mm-hmm. like you said, and Regina Hall's in there. Um. Oh, there's plenty of black movies out there to support. Actually, we got um, Us. By Jordan Peele coming out. I know Josh doesn't like scary movies, but hopefully you'll go see it with me. That's coming out in March. Yeah. We got Little with Issa Rae, Regina Hall. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be in it in April, I think. What Men Want with Taraji. Hopefully Taraji's not canceled because of her R. Kelly uh, comment. I will looking, still go see that. And he looking good for her. I'll just say that. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, another thing I wanted to talk about from January. Well, I guess it's kind of February. Is the Super Bowl. Do, 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 so... Do. To be honest, I don't care. Patriots, Rams, whoever. I'm really here for the halftime show. I love Maroon 5, to be honest with you. And they also... Maroon 5 is the headliner, but you wouldn't know that. More people are hyping up Travis Scott and Big Boy. Who
1: is from Atlanta.
0: (laughs) Yes, he's from... I read an article, and they totally downplayed Big Boy. They were like, Maroon 5, five-time Grammy winner, Travis Scott, 3 times platinum, and Big Boy from Atlanta.
1: (laughs) That's the only reason my man isn't here. I
0: was like, y'all just gonna play him like that? (laughs) 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 But um basically my question for you, Josh, is people are talking about how dare Travis Scott do the performance. I thought we were boycotting football. Y'all wasn't boycotted all season. No, now a... y'all want to be mad at the black man for getting his coin?
1: You can point that y'all at someone else. Listen, I was there for the Neil for Kaepernick. I was there for it, but when people started talking about boycotting, I said, good luck with that. <laughs> it's, it's not for me. I gotta be honest.
0: So you could never cancel the I NFL. could never
1: cancel the NFL. Listen, I don't agree with, once again, I am team separate art from the artistry, so artists from the art. So I can enjoy the NFL, but I don't have to agree. Definitely do not agree with everything that the NFL does and stands for. So my thing so, speaking on the Super Bowl halftime show, um, the article that I read on it was basically how Travis Scott's people, his camp, I wonder what that means when they say yeah, camp. Yeah, after
0: they started saying that with R. Kelly, I was like, camp, that sounds cool. Like,
1: yeah, it's not possible. His camp, camp, his people. Exactly, his people's. So, yeah, basically, they had, letter, they had said that they had spoken to Kaepernick directly and that he had gotten the clearance, quote unquote, the blessing from Kaepernick to perform at the halftime show. But then it came out uh, later that they actually were opposed by the end of the phone call uh, with i guess travis basically saying he wanted to and, and kaepernick saying that he did not feel so it was a lied. good idea so we lied about it so i mean basically i mean uh it said that they disagreed amicably once again two for two saying that <laughs> word that it was like you go ahead and do what, is what you have to do but it's not a thing that i would want you to do so i, I and i'm team you know as you said get your coin the halftime and show why does he a, have
0: to ask for colin kaepernick's approval colin
1: kaepernick has become the martin luther king of our time
0: yeah he didn't ask for that though That's, that's another thing that I wanted to talk about. Like when people are saying like, Oh, you're, you're making black history. You're a role model. It's not that he wanted to, he just said, Hey, I'm going to start kneeling, and if you guys want to, that's fine, but...
1: That's the funny thing about this. The similar thing between him and we were talking... we, we uh, I don't know if uh, Jamel Hill, she had a yeah. podcast that came out uh, when she did an interview and she basically was saying where she was like, I didn't ask to be the spokesperson yeah. for human rights for civil rights. I literally was just saying something that I thought everybody should agree with. Something that's honest, and all of a sudden, I've been put up on this platform of, oh, you're speaking out for what's right in the world, and you're yeah, out here she defending us.
0: popular very quickly. And their
1: thing was just, I'm not saying anything that should be opposed to by anyone. Kaepernick was just stating that he did not want to see police brutality anymore and all of a sudden now he has been elevated to this.
0: I mean, I don't think he ever asked people to stop playing or something did he
1: no no because that would be kind of selfish his thing was never even to stop playing. his thing was kneeling and he the precautions that he took to make sure that it was still respectful while still speaking his mind were very thorough and people if you're just going to find a reason for it to be wrong then you're going to find a reason for it to be wrong so he tried to do it in the most respectful way that i think was possible so
0: so if y'all are mad at travis and big boy for performing Look, you clearly don't know how the halftime works, because that's a check. Big Boy could probably use that. I'm sorry, but I ain't heard from him in a minute. I mean, as you can Big tell. Big Boy of Atlanta. Of Atlanta. <laughs> Not of Outcast, Of Atlanta. <laughs> Not Grammy winning. Of Atlanta. <laughs> and, oh, he was an ATL actor. Of Atlanta. <laughs> I mean... Like I said, they trying to get their bag, and I'm going to still probably watch it and then go to bed. Nobody's watching for the game. I'm tired of the Patriots going to the Super Bowl every year. It's just like the Warriors and the Cavs. Be- I'm sorry to say, but nobody wants to see the same two teams year after year. Josh is a Knicks fan, so you ain't never going to see oh, no finals.
1: Correction. I am a Knicks fan, but I'm also a LeBron fan. Okay, okay here we go. So I get to live the life. Both ways.
0: Um, We're recording this before the trade deadline, aren't we? We are. So how's that going? By the end of the
1: trade deadline, Anthony Davis will be a Laker. Write it down.
0: Okay, we'll see. This has been Sports Corner with Josh. (laughs) Literally the only reason I know about sports is because Josh... No, actually, funny story. I went to the bar and ate wings by myself. I was a total loser.
1: That's hilarious.
0: Whatever. But they had ESPN on every TV, so I was actually watching. Then I told Josh, he was like, oh, yeah, right, what did you remember? I told him everything I remembered, and he was like, wow, you actually paid attention. I'm not going to
1: lie. I was mad impressed. You had a whole list ready. Look,
0: okay, the freaking NASCAR...
1: Yeah, Awards I didn't know about were NASCAR. On. We're not NASCAR. <laughs> we, I'm sorry. Here we were not team NASCAR, nor team hockey, nor team golf. Oh,
0: okay. Look, I found out that there's a black guy on the Philadelphia Flyers. So anybody Philly, anybody black, I'm here for. And yes, South Jersey supports Philly, Josh. Makes no sense. Moving on to my final comment. um I know it's a little bit early, but it's never too soon to get your hopes up. Uh. The presidential 2020 campaign. um We got a couple candidates that have been announced kamala harris she is a black female california senator to be yeah. honest i did not even know her name before she announced her candidacy but i was rooting for anybody black tell i'll you, tell you that tell your story so i got a little too excited and i posted it on instagram somebody immediately, immediately. I, I mean immediately uh was in my dms talking about like oh you know she religiously just puts black men in jail and I was just like, man, come on. Like, I can't just be happy for one second. He just had to bring me down. He wasn't even black. He was Hispanic. Like, I, I appreciate you for caring about black men. but I appreciate
1: like, your information.
0: Can I just have this moment? So I just told him, look, I'll research it. And then I was like, oh, my God, Josh, should I delete it? Like, I don't want to support her if she puts black men in jail. He's like, mm, I would. And I was like, no, then that'll make me look like a pussy. I have to keep it up. <laughs> Literally, I was like, I can't, I can't delete it. But um, after her, Cory Booker, New Jersey senator, also black male, and uh, he was once the mayor of Newark, he has announced his candidacy. Trump says that he thinks he has no chance. Look, we'll see. To be honest, we've been proven, it's been proven that anybody can become president. Actually, even Oprah's, even Oprah's spiritual advisor, they said, is a candidate now. Basically, they've seen an influx of celebrities trying to run for president. Well, so if
1: you advise Oprah, you know something.
0: Look, you might be... Look, anybody can be president right now. So, in my mind, I'm basically voting for anybody. If you're black, that would also be a plus, but...
1: But we're not doing an ignorant thing. We're doing our research here.
0: Yeah, let, let's be honest. Like, if if I do my research on Kamala and I'm not happy with what I see, I'm not giving her my vote. But what I'm not gonna do is that dumb stuff y'all was doing last year talking about Karambe third party independent crap. We're not doing that. Please. Oh, please. please, like it really matters as we can see. Your vote really matters. Um even though, you know, the counting of the votes and stuff don't matter, but Whew. the act of voting and your opinion matters. And we'll just have to do another episode about that cuz, you know. So this has been another episode of Young Black and Opinioned. Thanks for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That is the only way this podcast is going to climb the charts. And I need you. I need your support.
1: Subscribe, wait a week, unsubscribe, and subscribe again. Wow,
0: you're rude.
1: You're rude AF. Pump those numbers up. Shut up. Pump those numbers.
0: Shut up.
1: Leave comments. (laughs)
0: Um, I would say where can they follow you on social? But now I don't want them to follow you.
1: You already know where it's at. It's J A Y 94 J Dubs ninety four on both Instagram and the Twitter.
0: Who really calls you J Dubs? You don't know my
1: people.
0: Yeah, your people. You don't okay. know my. You don't know. And make sure you guys follow the YBO podcast my on camp. Instagram and your camp. My camp. <laughs> I made an Instagram and Facebook page for this podcast, so make sure you guys follow it. It's the YBO podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And if you have any comments, concerns, you want to just share some love, you want to be a guest on the podcast, any topic ideas, I have a new email. It is YBO at digidisnet.com mm. um, Digidisnet for Digital Discovery Network. Holla. So that's Y-B-O at d i g i d i s n e t dot com. Getting
1: serious, though
0: I thing. know. We look. We out here twenty nineteen like professional. You see? We got the whole yes. studio set we up. We got in real here. microphones now. So my quality is live, baby. Okay. Shout out to my producer. July. Okay. See you guys on social. And thanks for the love. Thanks for listening. Bye.
1: Bye.